It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we, as women, are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is falling while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Solatini, a woman of substance, insist that women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves in their own bodies, just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women of all walks of life who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears when you realize how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Dr. Jean Kanakogi is my guest today here on Confidence in Bloom. Dr. Jean is a recently retired senior special agent for the U.S. government with extensive experience in conducting a myriad of investigations, including several high-profile cases. She is a sought-after speaker and presenter in corporate, law enforcement, and mental health arenas as she connects with people through her expertise in resilience, emotional intelligence, develop deception detection, interviewing skills, firearms and martial arts tactics, and humor. She keeps it real. Apart from her work in mental health and law enforcement, Jean is also a six-degree black belt in judo and was a member of the U.S. national judo team. Her unique combination of skills and experience has made her a well-respected professional in her field. Welcome, Dr. Jean. Hey, thank you, Tina, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Wow, what a powerful, powerful introduction to your show. Um, Not my introduction, but the introduction of really embracing ourselves, loving ourselves, no matter what size, shape, color, uh, where you're from. I love that message. Thank you. Thank you. Well, women across the world, we have this, I don't know, this inside lack of power, don't we? And we... We always fear what would happen if we would, like, break free from that. And and I believe that women deserve to be confident. They deserve to, you know, work for what they want to have. That is so true. You know, there's so many memes out there. There's so many cliches. But, you know, there's a lot of truth to it. For example, if there's no seat at the table for you, bring your darn chair. 
Don't wait for somebody to give it to you. Go get it. Go get your own chair and bring it. And bring a custom chair if you want. Bring whatever chair you're damn well pleased to bring because you know what? Everybody equally deserves a shot. But you're, you have to be able to put the work into it. Don't just sit, you know, people can't just sit there and say, well, I deserve this and I deserve that because I'm going to say, well, why? Why do you deserve this? Just because uh, that you're a certain group? No, because you're putting in the work and you're putting in the passion and you're putting in the effort and then you deserve what you want. Um, you know, I, I totally believe in accountability. I totally believe in paying your dues for what you want and going after it. But I completely believe, or and I should say, I completely, completely believe in a level playing field. You shouldn't be excluded because you are a woman or somebody of color or somebody um, in the GB, uh, GLBTQ plus arena, but you should do the work. You should pay your dues, and that's where you deserve all the accolades as everyone else. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Dr. Jean, tell me, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from New Jersey. Uh, I'm, if you could tell by my accent a uh, little bit, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, but I'm living in New Jersey right now. Uh, and uh, thank you, listeners, for putting up with my Brooklyn accent. Oh, I love it. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Do you remember the show The Nanny? Yes, yes. Yes. Her accent, I think I used to watch the show because of her accent. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I, I've, I've worked on dropping my Brooklyn accent a lot because I do a lot of public speaking, but I could turn it up, uh, you know, over here. <laughs> Sometimes in, what we say in Brooklyn, like it's usually one sentence or one word is a sentence. So if I say, hey, Tina, you want anything from the store? And that's it. That's just what, that's one thing. Oh, what do you want? Right. That's, I know, that's yeah, one, all the words that's are all one together. I love one it. Word. <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that because then I won't understand. <laughs> we'll get, we need an interpreter for this. Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> um, what are you celebrating this week? Uh, celebrating life in general, always. Uh, you know, every day that you savor life, every day that you savor something good, even if you're having a crappy day, pick one thing out of the world or out of your world and savor it, whether it be a really good tasting drink or soda or, or uh, water or whether it be a really great tasting food or smelling the flowers or taking a walk. So every day is, is really a cause for celebration. Life every single day. Uh, I'm also celebrating, gosh, um, I think I celebrate successes, my successes, which I measure by how many people I positively affect by doing talks on mental health, by maybe teaching some judo or empowering people. So that's always cause to, to celebrate, not just this week, but every single day. That's awesome. And that, and that makes you also more aware of the goodness that you share. Right, a lot, a lot of us don't realize. Yeah, a lot of us don't realize that you know we've made someone's day by smiling at them or you know giving them a compliment. Some of us just do it. We don't realize, you know, the effect that we're having. That's so true. You know, you, something I actually just posted today up on LinkedIn is uh, if you have the opportunity to tell somebody something good, something nice about themselves, smile at them like you just said, uh, pay them a compliment. I'll tell you, that might be the only thing that they have heard all week. Uh, 
in their life that's positive or all week yeah, or, or maybe even in their life that's positive. You don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what their challenges are. And I think that is totally something that you can do. It costs you nothing. And here's what's really cool. The research behind altruism and, and helping people and making people feel good indicates that it actually comes back to you tenfold. You feel better if you do something for somebody else rather than just for yourself. Right. And, and it's selfless. I mean, it's just, it's just a, an act of behavior, right? It truly is. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. random act of kindness costs you absolutely nothing. Right. I love that. I do. I, I think it's, you know, it's important that we, you know, and, and some of us can't do it all the time. And, you know, sometimes we're having a bad day. And sometimes being kind or, you know, giving that smile is very difficult. But if we receive the smile or we receive an act of kindness, it changes us. And, you know, speaking of smiles, and, and again, given that I'm a PhD in psychology, I, I study all of this stuff. And here's one thing. There was a study about smiles. And even if you force a smile on your face, it will uplift you. And, you know, Tina, you said how challenging. If you're having a tough day and you can't even find that smile in you, force that smile on your face. And the smile, not with just your mouth, with your whole face, you know, squint the eyes, really push that smile out. And it actually changes the neural pathways and helps lift you up, even if it's just a little bit. And you've also given somebody something, which is your smile to them, and it comes right back to you. So it's a win-win situation. And there was actually a study about people who were smiling and people who were frowning. And in this study, they were given the same set of comic strips. And they were to rate them if how funny they found them. Well, the people who were smiling actually rated them funnier than the people who were frowning. And it was a forced frown and a forced smile. Reach in, everybody, and get that smile and, and really just force it if you're having a bad day. I guarantee it will help you. I love that. That's great. When you're, as a, as a psychiatrist, you, um, you get to get inside people's brains. That's one thing I've always found intriguing about psychology. You you get to like learn how people think and why they think what they think. Well, sometimes it's it's a fun place to be and sometimes it is a scary place to be. Uh, I am a, a recently retired federal agent, so uh, all my investigations were federal investigations. And I always joked around saying, you know, in my interviews or interrogations, I dissect from the inside out. I look at motivation. I look at why people do things and, uh, you know, what their behaviors are, what their thought patterns are. So it's really a fun but sometimes scary place, depending on who you're talking to and why you're talking to them. Oh, for sure. And I mean, in that line of work, I mean, there was a lot of, I could just imagine there was probably a lot of, you know, like fearful things that you came across. We probably dealt with a lot of like PTSD and and disorders uh, um, that are more on the negative side. Well, actually, a post-traumatic stress disorder is the classification in the DSM. But a lot of people, like the first responders, it's not a disorder. It's actually an injury because you're injured. So calling it post-traumatic stress injury is one of the terms that we're really trying to influence so that you're not stereotyped with some sort of a disorder. 
but yes, it's very scary sometimes when you go inside and, and you take a peek behind the curtain. Uh, you know, you see sometimes things that nightmares are made out of and, and uh, scary movies are made up out of. Um, and sometimes you just see pain. You see people trying to also better themselves. Uh, everybody has a story. And, um, you know, it, one of the things that you said earlier, something about uh, being, people being pigeonholed to feel broken or people pigeonholed into feeling that they're not as good, it, it reminds me of this term kintsugi or kintsukori in Japanese. It, it's derived of the wabi-sabi philosophy. And I think a lot of people have heard it, just not put a name to it. It's the Japanese art when a piece of pottery is broken or a vase or something is broken, and there it is. It's laying all over the floor. It's in shambles. But instead of throwing away what's broken, they take it and they actually use a really strong glue, like a gold inlay, to put it back together. And you know what? The places where it was broken are actually now stronger than it ever was before. And they continue using it and they cherish it and they value it even more. So anybody, if you feel broken and you've pulled yourself back together, whatever you put your glue, your gold inlay, that is what something you should be proud of. You should be cherished. You should celebrate that because you're not thrown away. Don't even think about throwing away the broken pieces. Pull them all together and celebrate them. Now you're stronger than you were before. That's beautiful. That's like, you know, that, that just makes healing sound so worth it. Healing is definitely worth it because it's a journey. It's not a one-time go, you know, grab, grab the healing jar off the shelf and you're fine. Because in, as you heal, uh, no matter what you've been through, uh, if it's a bad childhood, a bad relationship, a bad job situation, uh, self-esteem issues, whatever you've been through, it is your journey. It is a journey and it is your journey. So if somebody says, well, by this point you should be at this point, or, oh, you've been dieting and you should have lost uh, more weight. You know what? Tell them, stop shoulding all over you. The world is full of should, and I am on my journey, and I am doing it at my pace. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I agree with you there. I think that we, every single one of us are on this earth for a reason, right? We all have a purpose. and. Mm -hmm. We, there's no there's no deadline to that purpose. Like, I believe that, you know, we will leave this earth when our purpose is fulfilled, whatever that is, right? Some of us yeah, are unfortunately and you can under 10. Right, exactly. I, that's, I agree with you there. I, I have to say I love, and I love the way you worded it because it was, it was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> What's the common thing you think about when you're alone? Gosh, um, I think of so many things when I'm alone. Uh, maybe people, I think about people a lot, like people I haven't spoken with and people I have spoken with. You know, just think about um, places I'd like to go, things I'd like to learn, uh, things I have to get done. And then when I'm thinking about everything, then sometimes I just take, take a moment to myself and be mindful I think about what I'm doing here and now, reflecting a little bit. Um, you know, I think about family time, enjoy, enjoying my family, enjoying my friends, 
sometimes I just think about what I want to cook for dinner. I love cooking. And um, gosh, trying to think what else I could possibly think about when I'm when I'm alone. Everything. And I actually think about the listeners and I think about you, Tina, because you know what? I think about people that I'm going to speak with, that I have spoken with, that listen to me, that are taking the time out of their life to listen to things that I have to say. Well, you have you have a lot of knowledge. I know that, and and you, when you're because you're willing to share a lot of that knowledge. It makes it makes me want to listen. I love to learn through other people, and I. But I, it's more about like I'm intrigued at what you know, right? Like I'm intrigued by what you know, why you wanted to know it, how you came across it. I love that kind of stuff when I you know meet with people. I don't know if that makes me, like, a little strange, but I just love to learn, like, your journey, right? Like, where you came from, where you are now, and everything in between. Well, you, you, the, the key word is journey. And first of all, strange is really cool, okay? So if, it make, if you think it makes you strange, then you're really cool because, you know, who, who wants what, – what really is normal? Normal is strange. Uh, everybody is unique. Everybody is – wanting to learn and learning through other people, learning through others' journeys. I mean, we that's why we watch stories. That's why we watch TV. That's why we watch documentaries because that's how we learn. Um, historically, through narrative, you know, if you think about the American Indians and the tribes and uh, back in history, we didn't have YouTube and Hulu and all that and Netflix and all that. Back in the day, you sat around and you listened to the stories of the elders and that's how you learn. So, you know, if you believe in past lives, Tina, perhaps you are one of the elders with story time because if that's one of your strengths in learning and want and and the uh, thirst for knowledge, that's pretty darn amazing. Yeah, that's cool. I've never, ever thought about it like that. That is so it, it cool. Is, it is. And, you know, where I came from, like I said earlier, I came from Brooklyn. You know, I grew up public school system. And uh, I grew up with both parents as judo instructors. Uh, interestingly enough, my mom, uh, Rusty Kanakogi, was the mother of women's judo. She competed and learned judo as a woman back in the 1950s when women were not allowed to do so. They entered her in a tournament. She disguised herself as a man because women were not allowed to compete. There was no women's judo. And she beat a man fair and square, but yet they took away her medal because she was a woman. So she decided that she was going to change the trajectory of women's sports and get women's judo into the Olympics. So she went to study in Japan, where judo is from, where judo was born, and she trained with all the different men in the Japanese dojo, which is the judo school called the Kodokan, that's where the love story started because she trained and she met my father. And that's where they met in Japan because, you know, where do I come from? I come from uh, two people that were both judo instructors. Uh, the love story, they were married for nearly 50 years. Uh, my father came to America to teach judo. And I grew up uh, pretty much on the mat learning judo and learning to get up and fight constantly, uh, whether it be for equality, for uh, for the underdog, I'm like the anti-bully in school. I was the anti-bully because I have no room in my heart for bullies. 
And I actually wrote a book called Get Up and Fight. And it was the memoir of Rusty Kenikogi, the mother of women's judo, uh, outlining her story of how she got up and fought against all the adversity. And what's really cool is that she is an ordinary person, just like many of our listeners, but she did extraordinary things, just like each and every one of you have the power to do. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that story. And I, I didn't know that story about your mom. Um, but I think that that is absolutely amazing. And her fight is in you, right? Like you you have that same get up and go that your mom had because she insisted that you have it, right? Yes. Oh, it, it was mandatory. It was mandatory not to... You know, I, I mentioned I was the anti-bully because my mom taught me you don't take crap from anyone. If somebody is dishing something out to you that is unfair, you have to stand up for what's right, even if you stand alone. And that's really, really challenging to go against the grain because nobody wants to be outside of the group. Nobody wants to be that person to step away and say, no, no, that's not right. But you have that's to right. stand what's right. And if you're standing alone, eventually people will gravitate towards you because they'll realize, hey, wait a minute, she was brave enough to stand up for what's right. Let me re-examine my opinion. Let me re-examine this. And wait, I'm going to go join her. And somebody else is going to join. And somebody else is going to join. And that is a lot of how people's behavior come about. They see maybe an error that they made in judgment and, and wait a minute, let me do this. So, but you have to be brave. You have to get up and fight. That's been ingrained in me since the day I was born. And of course I get sad. Of course, you know, I'm human. I get down. I get sad. But it doesn't last very long. I, I think I hear in my head, my mom passed in 09, and I, I still hear her say, knock it off. Keep going. Right? Yeah, I'm sure you yep. have your mom's voice in your head. I know I do. My mom is still alive, thank God. But I mean, I have her he her voice in my head. There's lots of things that, you know, I'll be doing, and I can hear her saying, Christina. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Now, you wrote, uh, did you write a chapter in the Our Mothers, Our Daughters book? I did, and it's the chapter is called, I Threw My Mother Through the Wall. Uh, and it's oh, a true story. Goodness. I actually did. I actually threw my mother through the wall. Uh, we, now, now that you all know a little bit of background, I'm a six-degree black belt. My mom was my coach and my instructor. My dad was my instructor. And here we are at our judo school in Brooklyn, New York. My mom was being anchored down by a couple of the men um, so I can come in full force on a judo throw. You see, judo is a full-contact sport, and it, it's comprised of throws, chokes, arm locks, and pins. So I was working on a throw. So if I came in full force, she was being anchored down by a couple of men in our school to really let me try to push her and put her down. But because they were anchoring her, it really allowed me to uh, give it my all. Well, at one point, I didn't. I'm so focused on training, and I didn't realize she told the guys, okay, take a break. And she looked over to coach another student. I didn't know she was uh, telling the guys to take a break. I came in full force. And, and I threw her, uh, with my body attached to her, through the wall. So the both of oh us go flying goodness. through the plastic <laughs> wall. We've got plaster coming down us. We've got, we've oh got no. broken wood. There's, there's uh, wires. There's metal. There's mesh. And I look at her. She looks at me. 
And she didn't know whether to call me your big dummy or we just started laughing. We could not stop laughing. The poor men thought that maybe they missed, they didn't hear a command, so they were terrified that they were going to get in trouble. Here comes my dad walking over, who happened to have been the other instructor. He looks at us, you know, of no concern that his wife and his daughter just went flying through the wall. And he looks at us with his thick Japanese accent and says, oh, now I must clean up wall." <laughs> oh my gosh I love that and I am picturing like every teenage daughter fighting with their mother right now thinking they wish they had that power <laughs> well I, <laughs> exactly and uh, I think I, I must have been late teens early 20s when I did that but it was just so fun uh, she was my mom my mentor my coach my instructor uh, and, and it had its challenges because as a mom, they want to feed you, they want to coddle you, and at the same time, so she would give me a plate of food and say, what are you doing eating all that food? You've got training in less than an hour. Give me that. But, yeah. So she had to be that. really tough, right? She couldn't be like, you know, I'm sure you saw the gentle side of her, but at the same time as a judo coach, she had to be like kind of oh, yeah. like always on like – instructor instructor mode that's true and you know her and my dad they were both my instructors so I learned so much from both of them uh, mom was always very tough very strong I did see a gentle side to her she she was um, a friend uh, and she was a mentor on top of it so I learned so much from her because of her I went into law enforcement because of her advice I pursued my PhD in psychology so um, she really had a superpower of seeing beyond people's capabilities. She re- not just for me, but she raised the bar for so many people because she saw the potential in people, and she knew that they would get and, and surpass the bar that she raised. She had high expectations, demanded that you put in the work, and that's why I said earlier, uh, you pay your dues and you bring your chair to the table. Uh, you can't just sit there and expect people to hand things to you. And that's where I developed all of those philosophies from, from growing up with her and my dad. That's awesome. I love that. I really do. I think that, you know, it, it's, parenting is, is really difficult. But to be a mentor and an instructor on top of that, I think that that makes, that just makes her that much stronger, right? And then to create, you have any siblings? I do. Um, I had one. I have one brother that passed away um, during COVID, and I've got another brother. So, uh, and he and I are very close. A great, great guy, and also has a very similar philosophy. I mean, we grew up in the same household. Uh, he's just a terrific guy. That's awesome. I love that. And I'm sure growing up was, you know, it had its moments. But I'm sure, you know, together, you with the same mindset. You must have all been very strong and willful, but very close. Yes, and we all share a very similar sense of humor, a a very quick wit. And I'm so grateful for uh, my mom giving that to me. And and my dad has a very fast sense of humor. So, and they both have a different type of sense of humor. But you know, sometimes as a as growing up, you don't see it. But as an adult, you look back and you say, "Wow, now I can see." why they fell in love and their marriage was so strong and their friendship was so strong. So they're a terrific role model. 
That's great. I that makes me so happy. It makes my heart feel so warm. Um, you know, relationships are not easy, and you have to put in the work. The key is communication and respect. When you come into a relation, when you go into a relationship, you merge, but you're still your own individual. Don't ever lose your individuality. Please, everybody, make sure you take time for yourself and do your thing. Go into your space. Uh, always hold on to who you are. Yes, there are sacrifices. However, you don't have to give up everything. Right. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. That was going to be my last question. Do you have any kind of advice to give to our, our listeners? And I love that you, it's like you read my mind. <laughs> I did. You didn't know that was that was my Jedi <laughs> mind trick. <laughs> that's, that's the psychology PhD, right? <laughs> it is. It is. So I have some advice I can I can share. Uh, to thyself be true. You know, take care of yourself. Try every single day to do something kind for yourself. Talk to yourself as if you were talking to somebody that you love. Think about this. If you did something, the first thing you do, if you mess something up, if you spilled something, the first thing you do is come out with all these choice words about yourself, to yourself, calling yourself these names. Let's, let's try not to do that because you wouldn't do that to somebody that you love. Well, it's time to love yourself. Uh, another thing that you had mentioned earlier is sometimes we're a little bit shy or we don't feel that we deserve something, and, and that's a little bit of imposter syndrome. You know what? Take a step out of that imposter syndrome box and say, yes, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm paying my dues. I'm putting in the effort, so I deserve this, and I'm going to fight for what I deserve. So really, again, it's self-care. And lastly, I'm going to suggest that random act of kindness. Again, force that smile if you can't find it or do something, you know, that whole pay it forward, buy somebody a cup of coffee, tell somebody to have a nice day, compliment somebody on something that they're wearing uh, as long as, you know, it's true. You know, don't just look at somebody who's wearing something ridiculous and say, oh, that looks wonderful. Uh, that, That might not be very helpful. But if it's true, find, you can always find something. Compliment somebody on their garden as you're out walking. Whatever you can possibly do, it'll really uplift you. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so you're much so for welcome. joining me today. Congratulations on your book, Our Mothers, Our Daughters. It, I believe it comes out today. Yes. Um, or it came out yesterday, actually. And some of some of the writers are getting theirs today. I think I saw on Facebook earlier this morning that some of them, the writers received it. So I'm so excited for you to get your copy. I'll be getting my copy next week. I was so disappointed when I saw that memo, but um, I'm looking forward to reading how you threw your mom in the through the wall. That's going to be super super awesome for me. Fantastic. Well, Tina and listeners, thank you so much for listening to us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Jean. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. 
If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence and Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at InfoBloomStyling or by email at Tina at InfoBloomStyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.